Absolute Geek Podcast. It is Tuesday night in Phoenix, you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt, and as you can tell, it's just me again this week, the solo life, flying solo. I'm a peacock, you gotta let me fly, doing the episode on my own. Uh, Kyle had some family stuff going on, and Jose still quite isn't up to returning to the podcast full time, um, even though it was nice having him on What the Fuck Friday, and I hope you guys enjoyed that show being back. I know I certainly did. It was a lot of fun. But I figured, you know, I almost wasn't going to do an episode this week because a lot of the news was my review of Suicide Squad, and I know Kyle wanted to to talk about that as well. Um, and the the news of what's going on this week is very, very minimal um, and not of the utmost, like, got to get it out there to you guys. Um, so I figured this week, instead of not putting out a show at all, last week we recorded a interview with Kevin from CBCS. Um, I know we've had a lot of uh, discussion on our show about grading, and we've had a lot of questions about comic book grading. So we figured that we would get a hold of someone from CBCS, and luckily Kyle has a friend uh, named Kevin who works in CBCS and brought him on and talked to him about comic book grading, the ins and outs of grading, why you should grade, um, what CBCS is, what they do, how they operate, things like that. Pretty much all the nitty-gritty you wanted to know about comic book grading. I was going to wait and put this episode out with comic book reviews. We were going to put this um, this review out with comic book reviews. But I have a feeling that comic book reviews is going to be a long show anyways. Because we have last week's books to review plus this week's books. And I don't want to overload you with a two-hour podcast. And I want to make sure that you guys had some content today to help you get through your Wednesday. Because I know, God, I need it. Uh, you know, Wednesdays are always the, the toughest days because, you know, you still got Thursday and Friday to get to, um, before the weekend. So Wednesdays can, Wednesdays can be rough and it's always nice to have a little something, something to help you get through it. So without further ado, I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to kick it off to Kyle and Kevin and, uh, let's find out a little bit about CBCS and comic book grading. Take it away, Kyle. Hello. I'm here with my friend Kevin from CBCS. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Kevin? Hey, how's it going, guys? So you are an authorized witness for CBCS. To everybody out there, explain what that happens to be. Um, basically, what it breaks down to is um, CBCS is a grading company, uh, much like CGC that's out there. Um, we have three, <laughs> we have three uh, tiers of grading. There is a blue label, which is a straight grade. Uh, basically, there's no signatures on the book or anything like that. There's a red label, which is a verified signature that um, if you've got the book signed in the past but no one witnessed it, uh, not gone through an authorized witness, um, you can still have it verified as an authenticated signature. And then there's the last tier, which is a yellow label, uh, which is actually authorized a witness signature by an authorized witness, and that is um, one of the services that I provide. So what does, so that, I, what does that entail? So basically what it, what it breaks down to is it's um, we will do a couple things. We will be in attendance at a particular show that has a number of artists or celebrities or both. Um, we will either be functioning out of a booth or maybe sort of floating uh, as a sort of a freelancer. Um, we have been previously authorized to or approved for that show. Um, and we can witness signatures so, somewhat like a notary Um you, the fan will bring their book to the celebrity or artist. Uh, we will be witnessing that signature, and then that book is then turned over to us uh, for submission for for grading. 
So you mentioned red label. What 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 does a red label mean again? So a red label is a verified signature program that we offer. Uh, we're actually the only company that offers the program. It's sort of exclusive to us. Uh, what it entails is, is, let's say that you've been a comic book collector for a number of years um, or even a few months, and you recently got a book signed or even in the past um, by Stan Lee or any artist out there, um, but it was never witnessed by an authorized witness, but you'd still like to get it graded or, or slabbed, as people call it, uh, to, be, to protect it as a sort of a keepsake. Um, what we offer is um, it's a little bit more additional fee um, because we go through a third party, but the book is actually scanned, and the um, the autograph is actually um, compared through uh, in a database. It's actually, the same software the FBI uses uh, to verify signatures on checks. Uh, similar process where it actually verifies uh, your signature on your book against the database of other verified signatures from that same artist, um, and actually. It's it's not even based on a, a photostatic copy. It's actually based on um, uh, about 42 or, or so on uh, points of articulation in the signature um, to verify that it is an actual signature from that artist or celebrity. So how big is the database in which they use of artists and celebrities that they actually... Honestly, it's in the thousands. I couldn't tell you how, how big it is. It's, um, I know that for a fact for one of the more popular celebrities they are, and artists, they have hundreds of examples that have already been verified that it's actually compared against. So how often with those verified labels, how often do they get rejected and they say, and how does that happen? Do they, do they just send your book back and they say, sorry about your luck, this, this didn't meet the criteria? How often does that happen? Um, what it comes down to is... Um, there's, there's a couple options, actually. You can actually, uh, when you submit your book, you can actually check a box to um, say, if it does not pass verification, do not slab the book. And so it will, it will be returned to you. I believe you still pay the fee on the verification process, but you do not pay the grading fee on the book. Um, and I believe there's a small return shipping. So um, I actually never have heard of one not passing um, through that's sort of gone through my hands or, or that I've brokered. Um, I think I've heard of maybe one or two that didn't pass. Uh, but for the most part, uh, people tend to know what they have because they, they probably have gotten it signed in person. They just didn't have a witness with them at that time. Um, it's usually only during when they bought maybe secondhand or maybe off eBay or something like that where there's a little bit more of a risk. And it probably happens a little bit more with celebrities than with artists because celebrity signatures can, on average, are probably valued a little bit higher because of their scarcity. So you are an authorized, which means you go and you sit at the con, you sit at the CBCS booth. Now, I mean, um, there's that's a lot of running around. Like, I mean, how many how many trips do you, that con do you actually think you make? I'm sorry. What was the last question? How many what? How many? I mean, how many laps in that con do you think you actually make? Um, well, there's a couple. There's a couple angles to come at that. Um, it all depends on how close we are to the artist alley and the celebrities. So those laps can. It's also the size of the lap that also pertains. Uh, in, in the in the case of Phoenix this year, we were actually on the on the far end, uh, almost the opposite corner of all the artists. So that was uh, that was a good workout for for, for four days there. Um, but, I mean, on average, I would probably guess to say that I'm probably witnessing anywhere between um, one and two dozen signatures a day. Um, and that's running the booth with probably three or four other authorized. And that's at a, at a larger show. Uh, we've done a lot of smaller shows as well with our own booths. Um, we've partnered with local vendors here. 
Um, and, you know, to point out, CBCS has done it every single con, but they actually this year they, they're at a whole heck of a lot of shows more than last year, um, probably about five or six times the amount uh, in, than their first year. CBCS, they've been, how long have they been a company? Two years now? Going on two years, yes. Now, I think, what, what do they say? Uh, the, one of the owners of CBCS, he was originally with CGC, Right. One of the co-founders, uh, Steve Barak, he uh, was originally a, a CDC um, member, and I believe a few other members of CBCS were also former CGC employees. I don't know specifically the names or anything, um, but they've uh, sort of, they kind of broke off and they kind of started their own company. And I think one of the, 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 uh, the impetus for that was to um, basically, you know, create some healthy competition in the market. I think they, they saw that there was an opportunity there. Um, you know, it was kind of one company for a really long time. And, and quite frankly, the way I explained to folks is, you know, we're, we're sort of like the Pepsi to the Coke. And I think that, you know, some people prefer one over the other um, for lots of different reasons. I'm sure that's that's been brought up a number of times. Uh, everybody's, you know, people are familiar with the process. There's a lot going on there. So it's uh, it's been interesting. And it's been interesting to watch uh, a company do as well as we have in, in less than two years. So the grading process to everybody out there, not every, you know, people are comic book fans, but, you know, there's a, we get a lot of questions from people asking about the grading process. So what does the actual grading, like we have explained it, but we've only been able to explain it from the other side of the table, handing, handing you the books to get shipped off. Right. What is the other side of the table? Like what happens? Like how, how does, how do they deem it? What do they do? How does it get there? What kind of processes to go through to be graded? What what do you have to do to be a a grader for like CBCS? Well, it's a it's a good question because um, from from that from that point of view, um, you know, sending our books out, we're actually are as authorized witnesses uh, who are scattered throughout the country. We're not based out of the the company office in Florida, um, so we're we're a little blind to the process as well. But I could I could share a little bit with you, sort of a little bit of inside baseball. Um, so the, we gather up the books, um, either through, uh, CBCS directly at one of the shows. Um, they are shipped back to Florida or we ship them ourselves back to Florida. Um, what's nice about it is it actually goes through one of the things that CBCS provides is it actually provides you with, um, a step-by-step notification system of, of where your books are sort of in the, in the chain. Think, think of it as, as where's my pizza with Domino's. You can see it every step of the way you know, what's going on with your pizza. It's being prepped, it's being cooked, it's being boxed, it's being, it's on its way. And um, similarly, uh, you kind of find out the same thing about your book. Not as fast as the pizzas, obviously, but um, you can, you know when it's been received and logged into the system and you have a dashboard that shows you your order. Um, everything's been logged in uh, as you fill out your, your, your invoice or your paperwork. Um, in addition, um, you have uh, it goes from the sh- uh, the receive stage to the uh, goes to the grading room goes to the grading stage depending on the tier and how long um, you know you have a wait time a turnaround time there uh, then goes into the grading room and my understanding is that it actually goes through an initial grader and then it is then uh, QA'd and QC'd by two additional graders uh, to make sure that the notations are correct that, that they've caught all the uh, any of the issues with the book um, there's sort of a consensus made there it's not just one person looking at one book. Um, so it's not one person's books. opinion; it's three persons' opinions. Pretty much, yeah. There's a, there's definitely a consensus around each and every book, um, and that that basically adds to their Q8, QC time, which is part of the grading process. Um, and then once once that's all passed out, that process, it actually um, 
it goes through a, uh, a, a, a situation where um, it is then uh, then encapsulated. Uh, that's when it actually is put into the, the inner well plastic. Uh, that's the inner protective um, acid-free and archival plastic. Uh, that's, in, that's the inner sleeve inside the, the, the outer casing. And then it goes into the outer casing as well, that crystal clear uh, you know, slab of a hard plastic that you see that protects the book. So there's sort of two levels of protection with the book. And then from there, um, it is uh, bagged up and then brought over to the shipping department. Uh, you get a notification at that point, and then there's the final notification uh, when it, the book is shipped. And at that time, you get your both your tracking number and you get your grades. Um, and it's actually nice to, to see that because uh, with other grading companies, you don't know your grades until they arrive at your house. And it's kind of nice to have a little bit of a you know, kind of anticipation of what's coming and, and to know what your grades are ahead of time. And then the other nice thing, too, is when you do get your grades, they also come with free grading notes, and other companies do charge for that. So the grading notes is a nice thing. So you can see exactly the, the, the flaws or the indications of, of what affected your grade, uh, sort of a line item, and uh, it provides you that information. And again, they, they provide that free of charge. So what do you think? I mean, CBCS seems to be pretty strict with their grading. How, how much stricter do you think they are than, say, the Vault or CGC or maybe PGX? Um, it's a good question. Um, I, I would say that that's, that's a bit of a sub- subjective uh, feeling for sure. Um, it, it's it's. I, I will say for a fact that, that with with any company, I've seen enough books now with with any of the, the companies that you've mentioned. There are definitely books out there in the ecosystem that have been graded sort of loose, uh, which is to say that there, there are visibly some flaws uh, on a book that may be a nine eight. You can see through the plastic that that may have not but a nine, eight, another example. So the sort of graded loose. And then there are some, there are some books that are out there from all the different companies that are graded tight. And it's, it's extremely strict. Um, a couple of examples I can give you where it's, again, it's, it, it is humans, you know, we are humans who are grading these things, even though it is three people. Um, and so it, it, can, it can be very subjective, uh, given the, the conditions of, of, uh, the book itself and also, um, of how the person's viewing that item. Um, for example, I can give you two two really quick examples. I had a uh, Amazing Spider-Man 121 and an Amazing Spider-Man 122, the death of Gwen Stacy and the death of Green Goblin. Spoiler alert: they've only been out for 30 years. So, you know, <laughs> sorry. Um, and so uh, I came, I had a book that I thought was probably like a five, just from my own opinion, or a mid grade, I should say, from my own opinion, from my own expertise. And, I, and that 121 actually came back as six. And I don't know if I would have given that that, but I was pleasantly surprised, and that was nice. So you'll um, take it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take it. And then, but I had a 122 that I thought was much better condition than that 121 that was that was graded a few months earlier, um, and it came back a four. And so, you know, I kind of look at the, the both books side by side and I say, okay, I feel like they're mid grades. You get into that four, five, six realm of grading, and it does get very difficult. And I and I, I do commend the graders to do that. The, they do a great job, and I think overall it is very consistent. Um, I can't really say that one group is, is one company is, is stricter than another. Um, like I said, I, I've seen loose and tight grades in, with every single company. And I think, again, it's just it's, it's conditional. I think it's also subjective, and, and it may also be based on the experience of the grader. Um, and, you know, as, as they bring more and more people in, you have some people with less, more experience and some with less experience. So it all, it all you know, it all depends. So with the – you're an authorized witness. What? How do you become one, like, if – is it? I mean, is there a test? Did you have to like s- submit your resume? Did they give you like a like a comic book quiz? <laughs> um, 
Well, I can tell you what I can do is I, I can tell you my story. Um, I, I don't know what the criteria criteria is uh, on a case by case basis or across the board. Um, I was um, I was sort of uh, brought in by my business partner uh, Ryan Hicks, who saw an opportunity that you know we would get very busy with this the need for this and thought he would need some help. So and I was also very interested in. I also. Um, bring about 30, over 30 years. I'm only 44, but I can I honestly say I bring in over 30 years of, of like show, booth running, and, and autograph um, acquiring experience. Um, this goes back to when I was in my teens with my dad at baseball card shows, uh, baseball card memorabilia shows. And I know we he was running shows at the time with the likes of Pete Rose and, and Carlton Fisk and uh, Fernando Valenzuela. And so um, it's just sort of been in my DNA my whole life. And actually, quite frankly, it's it's something that I've I've always loved. Um, you know, I go I collected toys, I collected um, you know a bunch of different things, and, and, and comics has sort of been almost the the one thing I've always started with, and I'm sort of quote unquote ending with. Um, and with toys in between, I, I like to tell people I, I sort of traded in my plastic for paper, um, and they also store better. So. Um, I, I kind of drew from that experience. And so when I sort of applied, I, I reached out to the head of the program at the time, uh, Steve Paulus, and he, uh, there's the, I just sort of provided sort of that, that, that biography, that, that, that bio and that, that breakdown of that background uh, of what I had done over the years and how I evolved it from comics to from memorabilia and sports to, to comics and collecting and toys and then back again to comics. And, uh, and, I have that experience of interacting with artists and celebrities and treating them, you know, uh, the way they deserve to be treated and, and be respectful and, you know, not demanding and, uh, and, and create that, that sort of that timber and that tone, um, and that relationship, quite frankly, with these artists and celebrities, because, you know, they're giving up their time from their busy lives, um, to contribute to our hobby, our hobby. And it's, uh, it's something that needs to, needs respect and, 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 not rushed and that sort of thing and I, I think there's sort of a craft to it to be honest with you and so I felt I kind of pulled from that experience and I felt there was there was a need there and for this area of the country um, there was a lot of um, witnesses here early on and wanted to help my buddy Ryan out and also wanted to, to, to kind of grow this part of my my hobby you know entrepreneurial spirit so it was um, it worked out. I was, uh, I, it worked out pretty well. I was approved, uh, you know, and, and there's a couple of things there too, where, um, you are approved on an event basis, event by event basis. So that's, that's the other thing to consider as well. Um, so you do need to keep that reputation and you need to keep that, that consistency and that, and that uh, attention to quality and protecting the brand and the company. Um, there's a lot of integrity and there's a full blown policies and procedures. There's a code of conduct. Um, all of that needs to be, uh, uh, signed, written, uh, read, signed, and approved uh, as part of the process. So um, they take it very seriously and uh, almost to the level of a notary, like an actual government notary, um, because, you know, that's the integrity of the brand. And, and if, if, if the authorized witness program falls apart, then the, the value of the books uh, and the grading process falls apart for, for signed books. So uh, we have a lot of responsibility to uphold the that code of conduct. Do you, can you get your own books can you author? Can you get your own books witnessed, or do you have to like hand them off to you? I think you said your. Can I witness party. my own? Can yes. I witness my own books? Yes. 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 If they're if they're at a if they're at a show that I was approved for, yes. So being approved that means like, you know, you've talked. I've you're going to take books to Boston for me. So sure. what did you have to do? You had to 
sit down and email CBCS, CBCS and be like, I would like to, I'm going to Boston or can I, or they call you and say, we would like you to be there at Boston for us or how, how does that actually work? Um, that's how it worked last year. Yes, that's exactly. I reached out. Hey, I reach out to the to the head of the program. It all depends on sort of what level or what a level you of a, of a authorized witness that you are with the company. You know, historically. So there's a couple options. So yeah, there's a case by case where you, you say I, I'm planning on going to Boston. I like to get approved. You have to do it a few months in advance, um, and then now you're allowed to accept books and witness those signatures and then submit those books right away to CPCS. Um, there's some things that evolved on our side. Um, right now, I, I have a one-year contract, so basically, I'm allowed to witness for the year. Um, that is that is something that was um, given to me. I was not asked for, um, and I was very honored when that happened. And so, uh, I'm allowed to kind of witness anything at any show um, the whole year. And that's a year. It's a yearly approval, so I have to go through the same approval process for for next year in hopes that I will I will I will be approved too. Um, so I, I have that sort of that that. Um, sort of that overarching contract now. So if there's a pop-up show, like good example of that. So there was a John Carpenter event uh, in Mesa uh, about a month and a half ago uh, where he was coming to town and do a retrospective and there's a meet and greet, uh, a VIP meet and greet. And I had some uh, Escape from New York and Big Trouble Little China books that I would love to get signed. And so they have limited to two. And because I have my open contract um, to witness uh, for the company, uh, I was allowed to witness books uh, that people had either given to me or I had for myself for that for that event. Now, how hard is it for CBCS and these companies to um, get a artist to do like a private signing? I mean, what what does that entail? So you guys, you guys go the, usually what the whole entire event, and then afterwards, you guys have the ability they they come to your booth and they sit there for an hour, and you guys try to burn through as many books as you can, or how does those usually work? Um, that is uh, definitely a case-by-case basis. I don't have a ton of experience with private signings. Uh, they, they actually, again, it, 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 it kind of there's an evolution there where basically you, know, you, you kind of start off with a few shows and then you get to meet these artists and you get to meet different artists and some are established, some are more up and coming. And you, it's about building that rapport. It's not just about going up to the booth and saying, "Yeah, sign my books and thank you very much." And you take off. It's, it, it's there's there's there needs to be a back and forth there. There there needs to be. You know, even if you're not a fan of their artwork, you know, it's still about appreciating the art that they do. Um, and so if you are a fan, you know, they love the, the feedback. And if you and if you aren't, that's that's great, too. You know, and um, but if, if other people are fans of their art, it's 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 worth taking a second look at and saying, you know, um, you know, why is it so popular or what is the character that they're known for or characters? Um, and you learn a lot that way. Um, and it's actually through those conversations over many, many shows that you do build, you know, they get to know you, you know, you get to know them. And I get to go to uh, shows both on the East coast and the West coast, just based on my, how uh, established and I have roots in both areas. Um, and so you get to see a lot of the same artists at a lot of different shows and they recognize you and you, you, know, you talk to them a little bit more. And then um, you start building a little bit of a, a conversation there. And then over time, sometimes it's, it's, uh, you know, if they really appreciate what you bring to the table and, and they want to get their name out there more, or they want to be more accessible to fans then you can bring up the topic of a private signing and it's like, Hey, maybe at the next, next show, or if they maybe didn't make it to a show that was, um, you know, uh, something that, that they wanted to make it to a good example is I'm talking to Mark Brooks right now, who was uh, planning to come to Phoenix, but couldn't for, for any particular reason. 
and I'm um, trying to work out something with him in Boston to see if he'd be open to a private signing um, for folks here in Phoenix who didn't uh, wasn't able to get their their book signed. And he was the you know very gracious, very open to that. Um, sometimes it's, it's a matter of just reaching out to them uh, online, but it's you know it is you know you do run the risk of that cold call feel. Um, if, but there's also ways to build relationships with with artists online as well because you can share you share their posts and like them and and comment on them and that's how I got to know uh, Mike Mayhew and um, he remembered me and, and so the, there's a little bit of that too is it's nice to know when they remember what you do for them and and then you can broker that subject with them if it, if it works out for both parties and and then you're able to provide a lot more to your uh, your fan base. So, like, you, you said you're going to be doing Boston Con. Now, do you – so, like, on average, you're going to you're gonna get a lot of books signed. Do you take books with you? Like, do you send out requests? Do people have the ability to reach out to you and and have you get their book signed for them? Um, there is – are you asking do I solicit? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> I, I, no, I'm asking, is, is, that, is that something that's able to do? Are you able to, like, hey, you know, is it something you just do for your friends? Hey, you know, I'm going to Boston. Can I, you know, would you like to have a couple books signed? Or is that, are you, right. are you allowed to say, like, openly ask? Or is it, is it, is it, is it has to be a small, night, tight-knit of people? Or? So the, the, the simplest answer I can give you is, uh, yes, but to a limited limited degree. So let me let me explain that a little bit more. Um, so we are as authorized witnesses. We are only allowed to promote artist names, uh, you know, whether it be publicly or privately, um, if we uh, have permission from that artist. So uh, we're very careful about that. And of course, the power of social media—it's easy to get excited and start tagging everybody and, and that sort of thing. So um, what I like to do is, I mean, again, it's even this set up this way in our group um, is we uh, we are collectors and fans first and we put our collector friends and fans first. And so we, we never look at them as clients or customers uh, primarily. It, it doesn't work out that way. Um, it's not it's it's not something that cause we don't do this full time. This is our hobby. We have day jobs and this is we want to keep it that way um, when it becomes you know, sort of the, the, its own, its own profession and that sort of thing. I think you lose, you lose that aspect of being a hobby. Um, we look at ourselves as sort of like, you know, sort of autographed brokers for fans who, who, who have, who aren't able to travel to Boston, who aren't able to travel to San Diego, uh, who can't travel to Canada to see Stan's last signing or something like that. So, um, we, because we are going to be there, it's important to let folks know that that we are there, and we we we, we do charge a little bit for our for our time. It's it's marginal compared to you know other other folks charge, I think. And um, if it helps pay for some of our own stuff for the show, then you know no harm no foul is sort of how we see it. Um, we're not looking to make profit on this. It's more just to sort of cover our costs of you know badges and because not all the shows are are CBCS sponsored, so. Like for example, the week after Boston is Connecticut, and I, you know, I, I've paid for two days for that. And after the fees and Ticketmaster, it's, you know, it ends up being forty-two dollars a day for a thirty-dollar a day show. It's very interesting. So it's, uh, you know, there's a little overhead there, and of course travel and things like that. So um, we try to keep it balanced and fair. And uh, but at the same time, 
we, we do like the community that we, we've built. Um, we, we're very happy and lucky and, and honored that we have close to 200 members in our group um, in just two short months. Um, but, we, but it's also built built on cultivating relationships with our friends and with our, you know, we and we have collector bases and friends in, in different uh, different cities. And so we, this allows us to bring everybody together and, and have that conversation. And so if there's an opportunity there, um, to get an autograph or an exclusive, more so, even more so now lately, is exclusive covers. You know, um, people have a favorite character, and it's like, oh, I'd love to get this book. You know, but they don't want to pay the eBay prices. Um, we don't come anywhere near that. Um, it's just, it's just not in our in our interests, not in our business. And then, quite frankly, it it, it hinders uh, repeat visitors and repeat, uh, you know, community. And we also want you know our our current friends and our current group members to invite their friends and grow that community. So our ecosystem is growing uh, pretty fast. And I think it's, it's, it's because we represent a really strong company. I think we, we, we represent a really strong product. Um, and with just the advent of everything going on right now in, in that space with the movies and everything like that, the cinematic universe, I think it's feeding a lot of this. And, and so it's, I think we're in the right place at the right time, kind of doing the right thing. So, so how long have that's, you, uh, that's, oh. that's our approach. So how long have you been an authorized witness for CBCS? I'm sorry. What was the question? How long have you been an authorized witness? You've been uh, you've been doing it. What? They've been they've been two this, years. So December of 2014, I think. So how in that? So you're you're going on two years. So almost as long as two years. So almost as long as the company has been there, you've been behind them and an authorized witness for them. Yeah, I guess you could say we kind of got in on the ground floor. How? How how much from then to, in the, over the last two years? How have you seen the amount of grading go up down? Do you think it's it's out of control? Do you think it's still the same? I mean, how do you have you how do you see it? Uh, sort of my perspective on the on sort of the graded book industry, I guess if that's what you're asking. I mean, um, I, I can tell you this: I kind of wish that CBCS would have done would have started sooner. Um, I would have loved to be even be part of this this world even sooner before CBCS, even if I was working with CGC or you know, parting with CGC. Um, it, I think there was for me it was uh, at the time it was um, not knowing the industry enough from a comic book collecting standpoint because I was so into toys for a number of years recently, and it was only when I made that shift beginning of last year, right around the time I became an authorized witness, that I kind of went all in and saw the potential. Um, a lot of it hindered around my own personal collect, collection and, and focus, which is Star Wars and Marvel and those things. And now, now recently DC. Um, I think that it, it. I think it's been really healthy, to be honest with you. I think it's. I think there's some. There's. I mean, there's always going to be downsides to everything. I mean, you can look for the the drama and you can look for the negativity in almost anything. But um, for the most part, I think ninety percent of it is extremely positive. I think you meet some really great people. I mean, there's amazing artwork out there. I mean, that, that's the thing that drives me in so much is there's such a variety. Um, and, and there's levels of artists, all different levels. And you, you may be building relationships with artists that are just, you know, getting in the ground floor themselves. And they could be the next, you know, uh, Stan Lee. They could be the next uh, Marv Wolfman and George Perez. Um, and it's also nice to meet guys like like that, uh, the older guys from the Bronze Age and Copper Age, and then there's even a few Golden Age guys still out there, like Alan Bellman, you know. And, and, and that's that's an area that I'd never known about, and I've learned so much in just a, a, a quick ten minute conversation. You know, I got to, to meet and talk to Joe Sinnott for 
a good 15 minutes a couple of years ago and, and didn't know much about him until I sat down talking to him because I just didn't have that. I didn't have that history um, because I, I only collected really from the 70s on and, and learn about so much more um, from a decade before. And, and, and if you, anybody has to have a chance to to meet um, Starenko, um, that's a guy you need to meet. That's a guy you need because he will just he will talk to you for ten or fifteen minutes, and um, and and I, I sort of call him the Hugh Hefner of of Marvel. <laughs> he has got a story and a half for anything that you're willing to talk about, and he's awesome. So it's those memories that you create, um, and I think that you can't really put a price on that. And I think that that's that's the heart of of, of the industry of the industry, or I guess the the market that is comics that you're getting signed and graded because you want to kind of preserve that memory. And, you know, so somebody looks at the book that, that, that Starenko signed that day, uh, you know, in my house or something like that. I'll say, yeah, that was the day he signed this. And he told me about XYZ party and, and, and that sort of thing. And um, that's what makes it great. And, I, and that goes back to when I was a kid, you know, going back to what I mentioned before about, you know, 30 years ago and meeting, you know, when baseball was in its heyday and, um, and some of the greats and even I mean, some of the old timers and um, hearing their stories. I think that that's what makes it fascinating. And that, in addition to what's happening in pop culture right now, what's happening with, um, you see in, this, in, in you know, TV, movies, uh, and how it's crossing over to the comics and, and just this, this multiverse uh, is is incredible. And, you know, some people could say there's a bubble there, and I, I wouldn't necessarily fully disagree with that. Um, and I hope it isn't. Uh, it doesn't really seem like anybody's slowing down for the next decade as far as movies go. Um, but I'll always have my Star Wars, and I'll always hopefully have Star Wars comics and, and that sort of thing, so I'm, I'll be happy. Uh, but right now, this is a, it's a great place to be, and I, I think that it, it's, it, there's a lot happening and there's a lot increasing with people submitting books, um, which is I think that's good for CBCS. And, and again, sometimes competition helps the market. It helps um, substantiate and, and confirm that um, TGC isn't just taking people for a ride to be perfectly honest um it serves that, that grading comics is a, is a valid and worthy investment and there was even a forbes article um two months ago uh so on, it was more based on higher end books but that the return on investment in, in comics from from golden and silver age were paying better dividends than the stock market and that was proven and so i think that you kind of put all that together and you kind of look at just the energy around a particular show and you kind of see what's happening around you, and it's it's hard not to get sucked up into it. So I think it's uh, I think it's been great. And I, I've seen CBCS. Um, they've been talking about on-site grading. What are your opinions on on-site grading? And is this something that looks like it might expand out of Florida, or is it just something that they're just going to have to keep close to home? It's a good. It's a really great question, and it's a very timely question because it's actually happening for the very first time for CBCS as we speak, as we're recording this right now. Um, it's uh, we're, we're Friday here. Uh, this is the first day I spoke to CBCS this morning. Actually, I was calling for something else, and uh, our good friend Zach in customer service there, he brought up the fact that uh, the show had not even opened yet, and uh, this is before noon. The show had not even opened yet, and they already had one van van full of orders just from dealers uh, looking to get on-site grading taken care of. Uh, and so they were already making their first run. So it'll be interesting to see if, A, um, they can keep up with the amount of orders uh, based on staffing and sort of thing. Uh, B, if there's any of a, of a, of a um, 
what's the word I want, a ripple effect with uh, other orders that are already in the queue. Uh, they are doing it over a weekend, and, and that doesn't count as business days, and everything we do is based on business days, so there really shouldn't be a, uh, an effect there uh, in theory. And uh, But also, it's interesting that I don't believe that CBC was doing on-site grading in Tampa this weekend until we announced it. So I thought that that, that was kind of interesting as well because uh, it, it kind of – and I know they've done on-site grading before, and they just did it recently in Philadelphia. So I think it's something uh, that's it's, uh, it's exciting if you're a collector. I know I would be because it's that, the immediacy factor, that instant gratification. And that's important because uh, when somebody can walk away uh, at the same show with that keepsake, it's gonna. It's. I think it's a. It's a great tactic for repeat business because they now they're holding something that's real that they didn't have to wait for. So really, with very minimal faith and patience and just a little bit of extra money, they can actually walk away with something t- tangible that now they'll know the product, the quality of product they're going to get when they submit books in the future when there is a turnaround time. So they'll so be. I hope, They'll be great. Oh, sorry. Well. Go ahead. No, sorry. I, I like. I hope. I hope it goes well, because I I want it to keep going, and I love it to come around to a show that we're going to be at. Because again, to your question, I don't know if it's going to be limited to Florida or not. It may have to be just based because that's where all the the materials are. But I've seen, I've actually seen toy grading companies. I think um, AFA is a good example uh, where they were doing um, they were doing uh, on-site grading for figures. And had all the materials right at the booth uh, at Star Wars Celebration back in 2007, 2007 in LA. So I think it can be done. Um, my understanding is that they're actually doing the grading. Sorry, they're doing the encapsulating um, at the office. Oh, so they they're taking. So you, so if you like, if the con was, you said the Tampa. They said that right now is it Tampa Con that's going on? Tampa. Yeah, it's Tampa. So I think it's like driving distance so i think they're actually bringing the books back so they're calling it on-site grading um but i think it's because they're providing immediate turnaround grading but i I could be wrong i don't want to miss i don't want to misrepresent or misquote um but i believe they're not actually assembling the books at the booth Um, but i'm not at the booth so i'm not sure so you're you're going to submit your book today and by sunday when you go home you're actually going to have a a encapsulated graded copy of your book to go home with yes yes if they if they had the ability to make that like countrywide whenever they went they i think i honestly think they would dominate the market i think i think that would they would be the only people to go to because i mean if they had if they had if they brought their graders like say to phoenix comic-con and they rented out i don't know three hotel rooms and there's just seven guys back there just slabbing books and grading them and you get to walk away i mean mm-hmm. I, I personally i'd be throwing my money at you guys like just take it here here's a bag full of money please yeah. i want all my books back on sunday i mean that's that's that would be incredible no i agree i mean that's why i think we want it to think that they see that potential as well because there's also it eliminates the risk of worry uh, what's going to happen to my books for upteen weeks or months because of the turnaround times? And it eliminates um, the post office. It eliminates the the post office factor, which, by the way, they've never lost a book. Um, so that they, that's something that CBCS, uh, you know, uh, supports and and 
uh, tells that tale a lot too. They they they've never had a damage book and they've never had a lost book, which has been t- kind of nice. Um, no, I can admit I've gotten quite a few books back, and if it's been one book or five books, yeah, it's bomb proof. Yeah, they, I mean it's a pretty. I mean they, they don't even look tattered. Like I've gotten I've gotten packages from USPS and they've been tattered. I've said, and I always use FedEx when I use CBCS, and I would say yeah they they're they're intact their whole they don't move slide anything they're they're in a box in a box wrapped up (laughs) so last question of the night sure what is your opinion on suicide squad (laughs) (laughs) that's a good question um i don't know yet i'm not going till sunday oh see neither am i yeah, I was hoping so, you'd already uh, seen it. I am going to reserve my review until after I see it. Um, I've heard good and bad, but I also heard good and bad about Batman versus Superman. And quite frankly, after watching the Ultimate Edition, I watch it almost weekly. I actually love it. That's just me. Oh, I'm probably in the mi- I'm probably in the minority there. So if I love Batman versus Superman, I might end up loving Suicide Squad. But they're two different movies, and I haven't seen one of them yet. So who knows? So one one final question, and then I'll I'll, I'll let you get yeah, back yeah, to your Friday night. So if it's a CBCS-sponsored event, do you go for free? And if it's not a CBCS-sponsored event, you just pay like a regular person to get in, like a ticket? or? Yeah, it's never a guarantee. Um, it's, uh, it's all based on, on who's working the booth or not. Oh. If, we, if we work the booth, we're paid. We're paid just like employees. Oh, nice. So, so like um, you get to go to Boston and you, get, so you, you make a little cheddar on the side for – so in the Walking around. situation, yes, I was asked. I was asked to work it, um, but you got to understand too. I have, I, I have, a, I'm lucky that I have a house in Boston. I'm traveling on my own dime oh. and commuting on my own dime. Um, I'm just giving. I'm, I'm being given access to the show too. But I, we're there to work, you know. So, but it's still awesome. Uh, I mean, that's that's got a. Oh, yeah, Boston great. has an I'm awesome sure. lineup. I mean, you got. Oh yeah, Capullo, I mean, I've been to go Snyder for, for years now. So this is a perfect reason to go. I mean, honestly, I sacrificed San Diego to go to Boston. So. Um, you know, this is this is sort of, and then a week later, I'm going to Connecticut. But that's that one I'm on my own. So, um, and it also gives me opportunities to to you know promote it a little bit more as well. So we're limited on what we can promote um, when we work the booth, which makes perfect sense. I agree. You know, I totally agree with that. Oops. So yeah, I mean, awesome. I, I really appreciate you sitting down and talking with us. And uh, yeah. I, I hope everybody out there listening gets to gets a better understanding of grading and and make sure they choose CBCS. <laughs> yeah, great. And if uh, if I if it would be okay if I could if I could plug one thing while I got you on the line here, plug whatever you want. All right, that'd be great. Um, so the the we mentioned a few times on the, on the podcast here uh, about our Facebook group, um, and we're under um, to look us up. Uh, we're Collectors Choice Comics. Uh, that's our Facebook group. Uh, anyone who, who's on the podcast who's listening in, we would love to have you as a member. Uh, be sure to, to mention that um, when you request uh, to add you in, and uh, we'd love to have you part of the community. Um, that is the, sort of the one central spot to get all our updates on which shows we're going to be at, uh, private signings, exclusive uh, pickups, local events, uh, pop-ups, any kind of a anything around what we do um we still have a lot of year left and even though comic-con in san diego is behind us there's still actually a few more things coming our way and and a few surprises as well so um definitely want to point that out there again it's collector's choice comics on on facebook and 
Um, you'll be able to tell the picture by all the different comic book characters that are in the cover photo. Awesome. Well, I appreciate talking to you and giving us your time. Yeah, thanks for having me I just me want to give guys. another big shout-out and thank weekend. you to Kevin for taking time right, out of his too. busy Take schedule to sit down and talk to us. And to tell you a little bit more about comic book grading and the ins and outs of the process and CBCS and how they work as a company, I hope you found it informative. I hope you found it entertaining. And I hope you it answered some of the questions you might have had about the grading process and comic book grading in general. Um, so, yeah, that'll do it for this show for this week. I hope you guys, you guys enjoyed listening to that interview more than me ramble and mispronounce words and stutter for more than an hour. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I know I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, so, yeah, as always, if you guys want to um, support us, you can do so in a couple of different ways. We do have a Patreon where we do take donations, and we have cool tiers of, of stuff you get for donating to us. But if you want to support the show and you can't you can't do so financially, don't worry about it. We do um, – the, the best way to help us even more so than – financially is hitting that like button hitting that share button hitting that retweet button leaving us a review on itunes signing up for itunes just to leave us a review that's fantastic that goes such a long way in helping us um in the long run to to increase our itunes standings and that's what we want to do we want to increase those itunes standings so we can get up there and we can get a little bit more recognition because we work hard for this show uh, we are close, so close to 200 episodes. Still trying to figure out what we're going to do for our 200th episode. Uh, I reached out to Kevin Smith as I posted on the Facebook, sent him a tweet saying that, you know, he's pretty much the reason I got into podcasting and asking him to be on our 200th episode, and he liked the tweet. So I'm not really sure what that means. Um, I'll try again here in the in the next couple of weeks because we still have some time before our 200th episode. But it'd be cool to be able to interview one of my idols on the 200th episode of my podcast that he helped inspire. Um, but yeah, so as always, uh, make sure to like, subscribe to us on Facebook, SoundCloud, um, Twitter, Instagram, Overcast, Podbean, uh, Google Play Music, iTunes, pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts, we're there. Um, yeah, and as always, for the Absolute Geek Podcast, I am Matt saying we will see you next time.